Hello. Good evening, everyone. So, um, I, I titled our the message tonight "Spiritual Growth." Uh, growth. So, it has truly been a marvelous journey to be given the privilege to write the Lord's message for His people that He had allowed to be here tonight. Um, I, I asked for God's leading, protection, and in uh, His um, just strength that I needed during this process. Um, it was just amazing how this message have unfolded and was revealed to me and came to fruition. A couple months ago, I started to try to write my devotionals, like my very own devotionals, but uh, for my personal growth and intimacy with the Lord. I was also praying and asking uh, for God to reveal His purpose for me. When Pastor Joe sent out an email directing that our service devotional should be our, our own, and not someone else's, it confirmed I was on the right track. Uh, not just for my growth and intimacy, but uh, a good practice in preparation. Then during our church business meeting, he announced that the team he was forming to give the Lord's message, and surely enough, I was one of them, farther confirming that what, what I've been praying for. And the Wednesday before that, actually, uh, I asked for, uh, asked him, like, for God's leading in my prayer group and what, what his purpose was for me and uh, truly an answered prayer. Uh, God is so wonderful because he's always in control and it truly amazes me because during the time um, uh, I, was, I was preparing this or during my reading, the word in, uh, um, internalized kept on going to my heart, and uh, so then I texted Pastor Joe, as, uh, telling him, I think God had revealed his message, and then uh, Pastor Joe gave me the anchor uh, scripture to, to preach and to, to teach tonight, and surely enough, um, it fits with internalizing the word and having our quiet time. So the scripture, scripture reading is in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 9. It reads, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, into goodness, knowledge, into knowledge, self-control, into self-control, perseverance, into perseverance, godliness, into godliness, mutual affection, into mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted, forgetting that they have been cleansed through their past sins. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, Lord, thank you, Lord God, for this privilege, Lord God, that you've given to me, Lord God, to deliver your message tonight to the people that you have allowed to be here tonight. I just ask, Lord God, that you anoint our thoughts, Lord God. Help us to renew our minds, Lord God, and be ready for your message tonight, Lord God. 
Lord, I pray that you just overwrite any preparations that I've made, Lord God, and you and you alone speak to your people, Lord, Lord God. Anoint my lips. Give me the words to say and not to say, Father God. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord, and to all your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So many commentators have reflected that this writing by Peter has, uh, was to warn Christians about false teachers and to also be used as a guide to grow their faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Peter encourages the early Christians uh, to stay firm in their faith, to make sure that every believer know that they have a duty in response to form until Christ comes back. We need to be steadfast towards the authority that the Bible gives and to stay in con constant communication with our, with our God, having our quiet time with Him in our prayer closet or any set place that we have to, to just come and uh, pray to Him, to read His words. Because um, it is important, because without this, we will not be equipped to battle the invisible war that is happening all around us. For us to be able to face these challenges, we, need, we must know God and who He is. Our very first line of defense is pulling in the grace that God has given us. So, um, verse 3 reads, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. As believers, it is most important to be internalizing the Word of God and be in prayer because it is the greatest weapon we must hold on to to stand against sin. Draw near to God and He, uh, and he will draw near to you. That's in John 4. While we ourselves as humans are not capable of truly living a God-honoring life, Jesus, through His sacrificial love, has given us the Holy Spirit for us to be able to understand His teaching and to understand Scripture. And it is all by His grace that we go through sanctification upon accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, surrendering our lives for, to Him. Because He... Uh, because His life He has sacrificed for, uh, for us and our lives should be used to glorify His name. And we need to be supplementing our faith through reading our Bibles and having our quiet times with Him. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 9 reads, uh, says there, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So we ought to be utilizing the grace that God has given us today to magnify Him magnifying Him in our lives and committing our times to reading our Bible and learn more about Him. We can also share to each other the grace that we have received as a sign of encouragement and to be edifying to each other. And we can do this through giving our testimonies and how God is truly working in us um, and also to pray for one another, just how, what we will be doing tonight. So verse 3 says, His divine power, talking about Jesus, has given us everything we need for a godly life. He talks about the supernatural powers that Jesus has given us, His elect, us believers, to live a God-honoring life. Prayer is one of those divine powers because it's solely the Holy Spirit speaking through us and humbling ourselves to God in Jesus' in Jesus's name. It covers us with the divine strength that, the, that through weakness, we gain heavenly wisdom and discernment. Prayer and reading the Bible renews our spirit. Um, grace is renewed to us uh, daily, and we can see this in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. 
And it reads, Because of the Lord's greatest love, we are not consumed, for His compassion never fail. They are, uh, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then again on Psalm 30, verse 5, it reads, Joy comes with the morning. Jesus has already prayed for us. Jesus interceded for us until His very last breath on the cross. He said, It is finished. Then after three days, He resurrected, locking in our salvation, defeating death. For this reason, we are fighting from victory. We shouldn't be waiting until we fall to call upon the grace of God and be in prayer. Because pulling in and embracing that grace the second we wake up would help us to strengthen our faith and be ready for whatever circumstances that may come across our way. Although we do not have that resource within our own humanly bodies and in ourselves, however, God, as we have just read, have given us the Holy Spirit and He will be the one that will lead us. He will be the one that empowers us. We as humans cannot truly follow God because the flesh hates Him. So we ought to repent from our sins that we've been cherishing in our old life and faith and rise again with Jesus, being baptized by the Holy Spirit because He died for our, iniquity, for our iniquities, died the death that we deserve. But, but dead, death could not hold Him. He rose and resurrected, and He, li- and he lives in us. So let's not quench the Spirit that God has given us. We need to be supplementing it through reading our Bibles. It is an inward growth. The more we read our Bibles, the more we are transformed by the Spirit, the more we need to be internalizing the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Proverbs 19, verse 2, it reads, Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? For us to truly abide in Him as he, as he abides in us, we ought to be supplementing it through reading our Bible to grow our knowledge of Him. Of him. This book, our Bible, will only be a book collecting dust if we don't open it once in a while. So, brothers and sisters, it is important for us to grow our knowledge of Him, to help us to be steadfast, to, to walk on solid ground, never turning to the left, never turning to the right, and focusing our eyes on Jesus. It is so important to be reading it daily and, through, and throughout the day in order to keep us from sinning, lest we fall. And I know I am constantly repeating, but only because the hunger to know more about the Lord and, sa- and our Savior, Jesus Christ, only comes from Him. If you are not hung- hungry for the Lord, may this be a wake-up call. Like, wake up, sleeper. We need to seek after Him. Because in Matthew seven twenty one it reads, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Internalizing the word of our Lord, growing our knowledge of Him, and spending time with Him will help us know His will for us. It will help us to learn who He is and know what we are, uh, in, know that we are never in control. Then we can answer, uh, "Have I truly escaped the corruption of this world and having evil desires, or am I living a life for God's glory and goodness?" Verse three. So we need to be living a blameless life. Jesus has given us all things through His divine powers. 
and he only asks for our obedience. So we ought to have our quiet times with him, internalizing his word and be in prayer and give all praises back to him. Verse 4 reads, Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. Now this is not a promise of a prosperous life, a life full of riches, many, many houses, a lot of cars, brand new cars, but a fulfilling life abiding in the Lord, internalizing his word, internalizing his teaching, and in return, it quenches our thirst. John 4, uh, 14, water welling up to eternal life. We will never thirst or entertain worldly evil desires anymore. And I mean, we shouldn't anymore, and we mustn't anymore, and we ought not to, but we are still in our imperfect bodies and uh, in our carnal state. So, but there are times when we, and, and then there are times when we fall consciously, and then we say, you know, whatever, saved by grace. But through the Holy Spirit that empowers us within His great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. John 3, 6 says, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. So the more that we need to be walking in the Spirit, the more that we need to be reading our Bibles. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires, and it is only through the Spirit that we are able. For the, for the Spirit is willing, but the, the flesh is weak. Matthew 26. So we should pray that He increases in our lives while we decrease and be used by Him mightily. Uh, verse 5 reads, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. So this is, uh, there is a need to supply our faith with virtue. Our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and it is more than practical to take virtue to mean being honest and rightly formed by the Spirit, having the fruits of the Spirit, which, is a, a, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle, gentleness, and self-control, Galatians 5. But without knowledge, we will not be able to act prudently. So the more that we ought to be internalizing the word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and reading our Bibles daily, and being in prayer, to clothe ourselves with the serenity of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. Verse 6 reads, To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. Verse 7, To godliness, mutual affection. To mutual affection, love. These are reflecting on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. These couple verses are qualities towards Christian characteristics. For without these qualities, our moral discipline will die away because these do not come to us automatically. We we will also need to be dedicated and disciplined in learning more about Jesus. This does not represent a gradual growth on top of each other. But all of these qualities we are able to utilize all at once through the Holy Spirit, all at the same time to strengthen our faith. But in order for us to, be, to have faith, we must, have, we must first have knowledge of Jesus Christ. Romans 10, uh, 17 reads, for, uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We are brought to, to faith secondhand, but through, through acceptance we are to know Him personally. 
to the, re the reason we know Jesus because someone had the boldness to share to us the good news and how Jesus is working in their lives. And we, we would not have faith if we weren't shared to who, who God is, who Jesus is. But it does not end there because we will not grow our knowledge of him if we are not being prudent in reading our Bibles daily. It's how he speaks to us. It's how we learn to speak to him through prayer, through reading his words. Another example and reason to be internalizing the word and meditating the word. Just going back on the text. Um, when we acquire these quality, qualities, we can, uh, we, we, we can know who the God of the universe truly is. And we can persevere when we go through trial. And in return, we can be genuinely loving towards others. And the only reason we are persevering is because God is the one persevering, uh, preserving us. But it's our responsibility to grow and to know more about him. Therefore, it is so important for us believers to internalize the word of our God so we can be equipped not just to fight the sin and temptations, but also to share the gospel to the people we meet. Matthew 28, 19 reads, uh, it says there, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. And this starts within one's immediate family, especially those who are parents, because we are ultimately our children's first teacher. God's blessing is generational, Psalms 14. But it doesn't mean we need to stay quiet in the background and let God do all the work. Although he is always in control. As parents, we need to be leading and training up the next generation church, our kids. Proverbs 20 verse 7 reads, The righteous leads blameless lives. Blessed are the children after them. Christian children are blessed because of faithful parents. An example in the Bible is King David instructing and having taught his son Solomon all things of the Lord. And Solomon, in return, followed in the example of his father David and did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Children follow by example. So if we are not living a God-honoring life, how much more our children? And for the unbelievers we meet, we might be the only Bible that they'll ever read. And I'm not saying that we need to be walking living Bibles and memorizing the word verse by verse, but we ought to be disciplined in learning and teaching and sharing the word of our Lord. Uh, Charles Spurgeon actually puts it this way, Certain plants are so full of vitality that if you only take a fragment of a leaf and place it on the soil, the leaf will take root and grow. It is utterly impossible that such vegetation should become extinct. And so it is with the truth of God. It is living and incorruptible, and therefore there is no destroying it. As long as one Bible remains, the religion of free grace will live. More than that, if they could burn all printed scriptures, as long as there remain a child who remembered a single text of the word, the truth would rise again. Even in the ashes of truth, the fire will still live, uh, is still living. And when the breath of the Lord blows on it, the flames will burst forth gloriously. So explaining how the word will live on so long as we have faith and be equipped with the full armor of God, just as what we've been learning Sunday after Sunday leading to this day. So praise God. <laughs> Review. <laughs> so if we apply this within our lives and internalize and meditate scripture, scripture will live in us. The Bible is God-breathed for a reason. John 1 Verse 1 to 5 reads, In the beginning was the Word, 
in the Word was with God. In the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. In that life was the light of, the, of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. So the restoration of mankind is and will always be accomplished by the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For without Him, we would, not be, we would have not been created. We, he created us for His purpose and for His glory. No darkness will overcome His light. So we ought to start our day with the light and persistently pray to God to guide us all day long and give praises and thanksgiving to Him for His faithfulness, for His love endures forever. When, he, when we internalize the word, nothing shall overcome us because greater is He who is in you than of this world. And Peter concluded it with, with this, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. It is solely for Jesus' benefit that he has given us these qualities for his name to be glorified through the work of his, uh, for, for his work he is doing within us. Sorry. The growth in our knowledge of him is never an accident, but it's to fulfill his plans and will for us. For he is always in control and he will have compassion on whoever he wants to. Internalizing the word of God helps us to recognize his purpose for us, and we will no longer wonder why God has allowed things to happen the way they unfolded. Because in everything, he has purposely called us for his specific role within this world, and more especially within this church body. Trusting the wisdom and knowledge of God, because when we rely on our own abilities and traits, everything leads to disaster and hinders our growth and knowledge of Him. Now I can't speak for everyone here, but it's truly humbling that God saved me, because each and every day I struggle to keep my testimony. And it's only by His grace and His grace alone that I am able to. It's only by His grace that I am able to be up here to speak His truth, to deliver His message. And God willing, I can know more about Him. I can be more like Him and to have Him known. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God in heaven, Lord, thank you so much, Lord God, for this time that you've given to us, Father God, to just hear your message, Lord God, through prayer, through reading our Bibles, Lord God. We, you reveal to us your will for us, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, for just the greatest gift that you've given to us, salvation and life with you in heaven, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And that is the Lord's message tonight.